Thank you for joining me in this live broadcast of Dynamic Web Church. I know that you're going to be blessed and impacted by the word we've got today. Um, I just know your heart is going to be just so overwhelmed with what we've got for you and that you will just say, God, thank you for the way you created me. Thank you for the love that you showed towards me. And um, I just know that as we meditate and think and ponder on what God has done in Jesus Christ, we experience life, we experience the being of God, we experience newness of life, and we are set free from all types of religions and laws and things that brings us into bondage. God's plan with you is freedom. God's plan with man is so that you can experience what it is to be like God. And as we read the Bible, we discover who God is in the same way we discover who we are for He has created us in His very image. In that I'm not saying that we are God, but we are just like God, for He made us in the very same way. I want to just read a scripture quickly in Hebrews <coughs> chapter 1 and verse 1 and 2. It says there, God who at sundry times or perfect times in different ways ministered in different manners, spoke in times past unto the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken unto us by His Son whom he has appointed heir over all things, by whom also he made the worlds. So what he says here is that in the, in the previous times he spoke through the prophets, but in these days he spoke through his son. And God's voice was God coming into a human body and showing unto us, not just by words, but by deeds and actions, and him receiving the Son of Man, dying upon a cross, resurrected on our behalf, obedience to the whole law, removing the system of death and sin for us all. And that was the way God spoke to us. Amen. That is God's voice. That is the Word of God. No other message, no other thing is the Word of God. The way God speaks to us is through His Son. So if you want to know what God says to you concerning your health, it is what God spoke through Jesus. And we don't, we don't just look at what He said. We look at what He did. Because He was the express image of the very person of God. Of the nature of God. The way Jesus dealt with sin upon the cross is, is, is God's word towards you. The way Jesus dealt with sickness is God's word towards you. The way, um, the way Jesus had compassion is God's word towards you. The way Jesus acted towards uh, a law system is God's word towards man. Hallelujah. That's how God speaks to you. So, we want to stick to the cross of Jesus Christ. We want to stick to His resurrection and to what He has done. And as long as what we minister that, we know we are ministering the word of God. And I believe that's what you're just going to hear today. And that's the vision that we have at Dynamic Web Church, is to give that to you. <laughs> Amen. I want to especially welcome all the first-time viewers to Dynamic Web Church. Thank you for slotting in all the people that faithfully slot into the live broadcast. Thank you so much. We get a, a lot more viewers <clears throat> in the archives and uh, later during the day that watches this. But it's wonderful to know that we can do this live and that people's lives can be touched that way. Um, I also just want to bring to your attention that we will have a live broadcast every day at 2 o'clock. 2 o'clock in the afternoon, South African time, that's 14 hours. We will have a, a half an hour live broadcast, except Wednesdays. So, um, every day there will be a broadcast like that, except Wednesdays. And of course, if I'm not here, um, that will not run. But when I'm here, we will have that live broadcast. So, look out for that. Um, that will just be in-depth teaching, taking this, uh, uh, books like Corinthians from chapter 1, taking it through all the way, Second Corinthians, Romans, um, just a study of the Bible, just where we can just share more about this grace of God. And I believe that it will impact my life because it just brings me to a, a greater study of the Word of God and it will impact your life as you hear what God has shared with me. Well, I want to thank everybody that has slotted in. Know this one thing, that God loves you unconditionally. We're going to look at a video of Louis Giglio um, about man and how God created us in our physical bodies and how special we are for God. Now, um, then we're going to go over to three songs of worship and we're going to get right into the Word of God. I want you to know this one thing and get your heart ready today. And, and, and this is it, that God is not 
going to do a miracle for you. He has already done it for you and you are very valuable to God. Um, maybe you have done committed some sin during the week or in your life. You've got some hidden things in your heart. I want to tell you this. The, the reason why God knows about everything you do and all of you is not because He's investigating you to see how He can correct you and punish you. The reason why He knows everything about you is because He is so interested in you. That's why He knows it all. He doesn't want to know all so that He can make life more difficult for you. It's just because He's just there all the time. Because He cares for you. He doesn't want to be one second without you and without uh, um, just providing all of God's power and give it to you to assist you and to help you so that you can walk and be the, in the fullness that God has created you to be. Amen. Let's watch this, enjoy this, and then we're going to go over to the worship and then the Word of God. Well, that was just awesome. I was so blessed with what Louis Giglio said there and um, just the, the awesomeness in which God created us. Now, there's something that I would like you to know for sure and that is that that DNA structure and the, how awesome it is on how the nerve endings of the eye comes to that, that comes from the brain and connects 100% and, and just how fearfully and wonderfully you've been made, that was taken from a, a body that's busy dying. That is not even your glorified body. So, out of that, never identify yourself with who you are out of like what he said right now. Because that's just a lower form of the real you. The real you, the spirit that's inside you, doesn't even belong in a body that's so awesome as what we've just heard. That's why we will receive a glorified body like the body of Jesus. In the veins of Jesus um, flows the very glory of God. Not just blood, the glory of God raised Him. And that's what gives Him life inside Him. And His life is our life according to Colossians chapter 3. So His life which shall appear is our life. So the life that will be in your physical body is the life that is in the body of Jesus. And out of that, out of looking how precious the body of Jesus is, if we could have taken um, the, the, the glory that is in the veins of Jesus Christ today and of His flesh today where He is seated and we could put that under a microscope and look at that, you would see what matches who you really are. Hallelujah. If the fallen state looks like that, if what has got death abiding in it, that must recreate 50,000 cells every three seconds because it dies. How? If that is awesome, how awesome is that where not one cell can ever die? It's only increasing. It's only magnifying in life and in existence. And that is what God has for us. And our spirit has received the new being. We've received Christ. We've received the Holy Spirit. We are recreated, living in earthen vessels. And the earthen vessel is awesome. But that does not match up with who you really are. Hallelujah. That does not match up with who you really are. And there are people that might be watching this um, that just says, you know, Bafti, uh, 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 I feel not worth something. I feel that I'm not loved of God. I don't even, even love myself. You know, I, I feel that I've, that I've done so many things wrong. And, and like the last song, song we've played, where you, you, you can just say, well, I just feel that I've, I've hurt Jesus and, and I've done all those things. And if you can identify with that, I want to say this to you, um, that He is the reason that you can change. He is the reason. He is the one that has changed you. And as you come to knowledge of that, you will experience the manifestation of that in your life. And that's what God has got for you. He loves you so much. He cares for you so much while you were a sinner. Um, yesterday I listened to a to a guy and he said, he said a wonderful thing. He said, if you don't know, now this might be, might sound contradicting to 
what a lot of uh, uh, grace preachers say, but I, wanna, I want you to hear this. If you don't know how weak you are, you cannot know how strong He is. You need to know how sinful you are outside of the being of God, the inability of man. As long as what you think that you, you can do it by your own strength, that you can reach godliness by your own ability, in the measure that you think you can make it, is the measure in which you will not see how awesome God is and how awesome He has blessed you in His work. Because in the area where you say, I can still do it, I am righteous enough, I am holy enough, let me tell you, in that measure, is the measure in which you will, will not see what God has done for you. We can go to Romans chapter 2 and just read it. I, I didn't plan to read it, so I might not find it here. <laughs> but let's just have a look quickly. It speaks about the, the, the heathen people in Romans chapter 1. It says that these people, they are, they are filled with all unrighteousness. It talks about man um, without the law. And, and I want to put it this way. It talks about the heathen people, not the Jewish people. And then in chapter 2, it takes the Jewish people, the people that were under the law, and told them that they were just as evil as the people that were not having, not standing under the law of Moses, but they had their own laws by which they thought they would be justified. And this is the heart of man without God. It is filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, worship, uh, um, whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful. That is, that is man without God. That is who all of, that is the ability of man is that. That's what we can do free from God. And out of that came a body that dies. Which is still so awesome as what you've heard. But God came and He looked at man that's like that and said, I see the ability of man and I am mindful that they are only but dust and they've got no ability to reach my awesome righteousness and reach my awesome holiness and reach the place where they can live and have life inside them. So let me come into an earthen vessel and indwell um, human sinful flesh and from there obey on their behalf, live on their behalf, do everything but fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness. Uh, he did not have envy or murder or hatred inside him or deceit or malignity. Or He was not a backbiter or a hater of God. He was none of those things yet inside a weak and frail body. And from there He obeyed on behalf of all of us. And if we can come to a place where we say, I realize by my own ability I can do under the right circumstances anything that is wrong. And all of these wrong things pertains to me outside Jesus Christ. And when we can come and we can say, it's like it says in... in, in, in um, in John it says, if you can confess your sins. In other words, if you can say about yourself, what God says about yourself when it comes to sin, and this is the following, that my sins has been paid for, but that I, in my own ability, without God, am a sinner. Now, I'm not trying to take anything away from your righteousness before God. And please listen to every word I say, because I mean it the way I say it. Without our knowledge, if you still think, let me put it this way, without knowledge of your weakness, without Jesus in your own ability, you will say, I need no God. And there are many people that are like that. They say they need no God, for they are not conscious of their inability. And that's why the law was given according to Romans chapter 3. 
um, it was given so that we, and, and according to Timothy, so that we can know our sinfulness. So that we can know, um, and, and, I, and I'm not talking about Christians, I'm talking about people that has not come to the knowledge of God and man without the mercy and the grace of God. The problem we have in, 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 in church so many times is that we think that we are, oh man, there the pen falls. The, the, the thing is that we think that we are holy enough, but we need just a God to add a little bit to us to make it. You are not holy enough. You are not holy enough without Jesus. You will never make it. So many times we think and we say, yes, you know, Bertie, but at least according to my system of rules and moral conduct, you know, we're not conduct preachers. We're not here to save your conduct. We want to see you saved from death unto life. We're not moralists. We're here to bring you the life of Jesus Christ. And that is what God gave unto us. He didn't come here having our moral conduct in His mind. What He had in His mind is, My people are dead. Awesome bodies, but dead. Because in their own ability, they want to stand before Me, but all that they are, are just their, their throats, is an open grave. That's what it is. Whatever is inside them is death. Their tongues, they have full of deceit. The poison of snakes is in their lips. Talking about the Jewish people in Romans chapter 3. Talking about man's ability to reach righteousness through the law. Your, your, your throat, whatever comes out of you is just an open grave. Whatever goes in there dies, and whatever is bitten by you dies. And let me tell you something, we can't say this thing, that when Adam died, and when Adam sinned, that is not a great thing that happened to man. It's a great thing. It was so great that only God could fix it. And I want to come today and I want to bring to you uh, 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 something that can renew your mind unto the awesomeness of the cross of Jesus Christ. And of His work, the awesomeness of Jesus, the fact that He came into human flesh so that He could exalt us unto something new for man. God knows and He's not ignorant about it that we are only but dust Therefore, He took that dust and He became dust. In the form of dust, He dwelled and conquered death, was risen so that we can be glorified with Him and have true life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But God placed great value upon you. But I want to know, I want you to know that without God, you are just nothing. You are in your own ability, measure to God's ability, nothing. As awesome as what our human bodies are, like uh, Louis said there, as awesome as what it is, you, you know, compared to God, what is it? Do you know that cells come together when, when dogs mate as well? And animals and birds, all those things, it happens. But the awesomeness is that we have received in Christ Jesus not just what can come through this fallen nature but the very being of God Almighty. And that's what makes you awesome. It sounds if I want to contradict what Louis said there. Now I want to show you that if that is great how much greater is what God has done. If you go and read Second Corinthians chapter 3 I studied last night. It says there that by the law the face of Moses was shining. And then it says how much greater will the glory of the New Testament not be? Now so many times I've heard it and I've preached it myself and I realized that it was, I was um, under, under a wrong understanding. I said if the law made the face of Moses shine, how much more should we shine today and be full of miracles and shine with glory and light? That's not what the scripture says. And he's talking about the glorification that will come in the return of Jesus Christ. 
He says, if the law could make a face shine and that was a glory that passed away, how much more will we not walk in immortality and in the very body of Christ in the return of Jesus? And we will not have something that makes us shine and fade, makes us shine and fade. But what we will have is an immortal body full of the glory of God, for that is what pertains to me and you. For what's inside you is of heaven. What's inside you is of God. What's inside you is awesome in splendor, awesome in holiness, and it's never-ending, ever-living. And the body that is, and, and I mean that what's in you is Christ. It's the anointing of God. It's the Spirit of God. It's the recreated human spirit that God came and gave new life to by the obedience of Christ in His resurrection and we already have the down payment of the new body which is the Holy Spirit inside us. Hallelujah! Never measure yourself by what you own, what you drive, the way your hair looks, if you're grey or not, if you've got blue eyes or brown eyes, if the color of your skin is white or black or if you are Chinese or... Uh, I don't care. Don't measure yourself by that for that is not in the faintest way something that by which you can measure what God has done for you in Jesus Christ. For Christ is your life. Your life that manifests is not your life. The only reason why we are in this body is so that we, I believe, we can preach the gospel of Jesus Christ to others that don't know this truth. And like Paul says, we long to be with the Lord, but we want to share the gospel so that people can believe it, so that all of us can pertain unto the resurrection of the dead. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. I tell you, if you think it's awesome right now, or let me put it this way, the awesomeness and the fullness that's inside you. And I've seen it so many times when I, when I think of what Christ has done. I cannot say it. It's, it's, I try to say it, but I cannot say it. I've listened to a guy that's got this doctor's degree, and I tell you, he knows big words. And he's very, very intelligent. But what I see inside him, and, and, and he uses the English language to its maximum, to explain the awesomeness of Christ. And... He comes short. He cannot say it. And language cannot say what God has done. That's why God came and He, and he portrayed it in actions and, and deeds and manifestations of the Spirit in imparting His being and speaking through Jesus and what we see in, 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 in what He did. You know, Jesus cared so much for the well-being of man that when He was hanging upon the cross in agony that, is, that, that cannot be described, having His intestines hanging out, beaten to a pulp, literally, having growths coming out of Him as He was carrying all types of cancer and all types of sickness and disease before He died, He cared about the well-being of His mother. And he said to John, John, look, this is your mother. And he says to his mother, look, this is your son. And he was worried about where she will stay. And who will give her food. The person of God is so awesome <laughs> towards us. If we can just realize that what gives us value is who he is and what he does for us. Never measure your value in what you can do for God. Never measure your value in how much money you can give for the church, in who gets healed through your ministry, in who gets touched by, by what you say or speak. That's not what determines your value. That is just an outflow of your value. But your value, who you are, is determined by God that became a human being and died for you. And that is now in heaven from where we expect the return of the Lord. Where we can say that there's going to come a time 
when we see that the awesomeness that's inside us, that fullness of peace and righteousness, where we've come to a place where we say, I need nothing. I don't hunger after God. I don't hunger after righteousness. For the fullness of the Godhead that indwells Jesus bodily already indwells me. And I have that fullness. But that fullness dwells in an earthen vessel. But there will be a time when, when, when Jesus comes in His own time and when our human bodies will be saved <laughs> into that of Jesus. Amen. And while we have got this treasure in earthen vessels, we don't judge ourselves by the ability of the earthen vessel that is keeping this treasure inside it. Because we don't look at the cover, we look at the treasure. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I tell you, you know, if somebody gave you, um, let's say somebody blessed you with a farm, with a beautiful house, and all of that, and that person rides in the street and you greet him and he didn't greet you for he didn't see you, you don't measure the love of that person by if he greeted you or not. Because what he's done is so much greater than the other thing. So many times we want to measure our value and our righteousness and our holiness in the way we get it right to think right every day. In the way we get it right to, to live holy and, 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 and uh, look young and lose weight and all those type of things. We can't measure who we are by those things. For that is not who we are. That's just where we live. If the President of the United States comes to South Africa and he lives in a Formula One hotel, he goes and he stays there in a Formula One hotel, which is not a very good hotel, and he goes and stays there, you know what? That does not make him not the President of the United States. It doesn't change anything to his authority or his integrity, or who he is. If he makes a decision, he still makes it out of that hotel as the President of the United States. So I want to tell you the fact that you live in an earthen vessel, and the fact that there's things around you that, that looks like this world, doesn't diminish your value before God who you are. You became the righteousness of God. And what is rightfully yours is already possessed by Jesus in heaven. And He gave you His core, His being, which is the Holy Spirit. And He will return. And in His return you will see the full manifestation of the salvation of your body. And you will be caught up in glory with Him. Hallelujah. So that is already like that. So you can't say that you are what happens to you in this world. You are what happened to you in Jesus Christ and in His resurrection and in what is happening to Him today where He is seated at the right hand of God. Man, isn't that awesome? That's the goodness of God. That is the power of God. Let's, let's go to Colossians chapter 3. And we're just going to look at this. Hallelujah. It says, If you then, verse 1, be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sits on the right hand of God. Set your affection on the things above, not on the things of the earth. For you are dead, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Oh, hallelujah. You know, so many times, and, 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 and um, uh, I want to say this, Never try and measure your success by what you reach through your own ability in this world. If you make all success in this world, if you are a billionaire, if you win a billion people to Jesus, if you see miracles in every person you pray for, it can never measure up to who you are can never measure up to who you are. If you want to say you are like God when you just see those things, you say that's all God can do. 
is what you see here. It can just make you a billionaire. It can only give you value according to earthly things. No ways. Your value can never. All the money in the world, all the riches of the world, all the honor of people can never, ever, in one millisecond, give you what is due to you because of what Christ has done. The honor of man, the riches of the world, can never bring or add anything to you. What was needed to give you glory was God speaking His word over you. And what God says about you, that is what gives you value. Amen. That is the only truth. That's why it says here, it says, If you then be risen with Christ, and the, the thing there is... Uh, um, it takes it as, 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 as if you are risen with Christ, because you are if you're a believer. It says, seek those things which are above. That, that word seek means to think, to meditate, or to reason. It says, if you are risen with Christ, think of the things which are above, where Christ sits at the right hand of God. Set your affection, that word affection means, to have an opinion of oneself. It literally means that in the Greek. To have an opinion of oneself, to be of the same mind. Set your affection on the things, of the, on the things above, in other words, where, where Christ is seated and where He is. It means to have the same opinion of yourself as the things that are above. Which is Christ. It says, For you are dead and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Oh, hallelujah. If you read John chapter 14, it says that the Father and I, we are one. And then he prayed, he says, Father, I want that we are one with Him as we are one. And then they said, Show us the Father. And he says, Haven't you seen me? The Father is me and I'm in the Father and we are one. And then he says, seek those things, be mindful, think of, meditate, have your reasoning on the things which are above where Christ sits. So the reasoning about yourself, the mindset about yourself must be in the place where Christ is seated, which is one with God. which is one with us, he says, set your affection. In other words, what he says is, have your opinion of yourself and be of the same mind on the place where Christ is seated in the, in the, in the heavens. It says, for we are dead. Now that death is, we are dead to the law. We are dead to what happens to us. You know, the awesomeness about the blessedness of Christ that was seen in the life of Paul was not, oh well I'm so blessed because I've got a lot of money. He said, I am so blessed for it doesn't matter how much I have or don't have. I've got the nature of God. I'm content. Which is the emotion that comes out of a revelation that says my affection is on Christ. Hallelujah. I thank God for prosperity. I thank God for finances. You know, it would be impossible for me to preach right now if we didn't have money. It would be impossible for me to fly to the United States on the 18th of February to go and preach in the pastor's conference and then to go to Canada and all those things if, it, if, if we didn't have money. Thank God for prosperity. But that does not, that does not speak of how blessed I am. My blessedness comes out of the Word of God. And my identity is in, the, in where Christ is seated today. Hallelujah. Paul said when, when the people of Philippi send him some, some money, he said, thank God for what you give. Now listen to this, this guy's heart. He says, thank God for what you give, for truly this helps me. 
but I am happy for I see something higher manifesting in you. I see the fruit of you being mindful of your place where you are in Christ inside you. It's manifesting in the form of generosity. And that's what, what he was looking at for. That was all that Paul was mindful of. He was mindful of, have your mind in Christ. Have the same opinion of yourself as what God has of you. Amen. Set your affection. Be of the same mind of the things that's above. Why? For you are already dead. Pick up your cross, my friend. Pick up the... Pick a, say, pick up the cross. In other words, pick up the victory that Christ has for you. Pick up the words that says, you are already dead. Don't try and pick up a new life in the sense of, well, I'm picking up a new life. I'm going to try to be faithful so that God can bless me. The last thing on the mind of Paul was to get people when it comes to prosperity and finances to receive righteousness by tithing and sowing and reaping. Man, that would be so, such a contradiction to his affection which was the mindful of perfection which is in Christ. Having no consciousness of sin. Hallelujah. For you are dead and your life is hid with Christ and gone. When Christ who is our life. Say these words. Christ is my life. You don't have a life. Christ is your life. Hallelujah. The life I live. It's not I who live. Paul said. But it's Christ that lives in me. And the only life I have is the life of Christ. And I refuse and I, I want you to be affectionate about this. And I want you to seek this. To be mindful of this. That seeking is not just seeking in the sense of, well, it's gone, I'm trying to find it. That seeking there is, is more, uh, in the Afrikaans word, the Afrikaans word is, om vind van, or to discover something. That already is to seek out a matter. To seek out who we are in Christ. Amen. I want to seek it out. I want to understand. I want to meditate upon it. The word meditate means to think of something over and over until it starts to flow into your mouth. You're mumbling and, 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 and speaking the thing. Speaking to yourself about this thing as you are uh, um, indulging into meditation on who you really are. That's what he says. If you then be risen with Christ, seek those things that's above. Meditate upon those things that's above. Your mind is, I'm, I'm mindful of only one thing. And this is it. That I don't have a life anymore. I am dead. And Christ is my life. And He shall appear. And when He shall appear, we will also appear with Him in glory. And because we are dead and meditating like this and seeking out things like this, it says there, therefore kill your members, which is fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil concupiscence, covetousness, which is idolatry, for which things sake the wrath of God comes upon the children of disobedience. So listen then. What he's saying here actually says, listen, you belong to God. Your, the life that's inside you is God. And be mindful of those things and in such a way and you are already dead. And because you are dead and you're mindful of this truth in that way, you are mortifying or killing every inordinate affection that is inside your body. And the things that brings destruction to your life in this world, like fornication, uncleanness, um, concupiscence, covetousness, which is idolatry, all those things are removed from you. Not you trying to lay it down. It is removed from you for the new mindset that's inside your life. And this is the things that comes upon uh, um, that, that the, the wrath of God comes upon the children of disobedience that word disobedience there means unbelief 
Okay. In the which you also walked sometime when you lived in them. But now also put off all these things. Anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth. Lie not one to another, seeing that you have put off the old man with his deeds. So you don't try to... You see, the thing is, you're not trying to put down deeds. This comes out of a revelation that says the old man, the law man, the man that seeks justification by the law, and the fruit of that seeking justification by the law, which is all manner of sin, we have already put that down. For when Christ died, then we were all dead. And now when we believe it, we stand in a new life. So why do we want to be part of destruction? Now, I want to read this scripture to you um, in a different way that will, I believe, portray the heart of Paul so much more when it comes to the understanding of the scripture. It says here, For you are dead and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall you also appear with Him in glory. And by this which Christ has done, and you being mindful of this, you have been delivered from fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil concupiscence, and covetousness, which is idolatry, in which you also walked some time when you lived in them. But know this, you've also been set free through what Christ has done, for you have already died, and all the works of death has been taken from you. You are also set free from anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth, lies to one another. For the old man with his deeds has already died. And you have put on, because you've put on a new man, which is renewed in knowledge of the image of him that created him, and you have now come to that knowledge man I hope you heard what I said there to me that's the correct reading of that scripture you have put on the new man say these words with me say I have already put on the new man which is renewed in other words which is renovated that's the word renovated there or manifests in knowledge, uh, in knowledge after the image of him that created him so as you, and the context here is to meditate. It's all about knowledge, mind. Meditate, think upon, ponder upon your life which is hidden with Christ. Your life is not hidden with Standard Bank. Or with Chrysler. Or with Ford. Or with Mercedes-Benz or BMW. Your life is not hidden with um, garden and home. Your life is not hidden in the latest fashion shows that, that on all these fashion platforms that you see. Your heart is not hidden in the newest trend of building houses and, and, and behavior of people. Your life is not hidden in that. Your life is not hidden in the latest revelation that comes into churches in how to live this holy life in behavior modification. Your life is not hidden in the amount that is written on the check when you give into church. Your life is not hidden in your at church attendance. Your life is not hidden in the degrees that your children obtain from university. Your life is not hidden in the obedience of your children to God. Your life is hidden in Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. And we are mindful of that. For because we are mindful of all those things, we say, we've come to this knowledge that, that, that we are new and we are a new man and, we are, and, and now our lives are recreated through knowledge after the image of Him that created Him. Man, isn't that awesome? And in that place where Christ is, there's neither Greek nor Jew, nor circumcision nor uncircumcision. By that we can say there's no law. In that place where we are 
created new. There's no law. For there's place for no law. For what can any law add to you? For you are perfect. But the thing is, we take this mindset and we say, well, in this mindset, we, 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 uh, um, we want to add laws and we want to add things because we don't dwell in that mindset. Let me put it to you this way. If you ask me, Bertie, what must I do in order to be righteous before God? I'll, I'll say to you, believe in Jesus. If you want to say, Bertie, what must I do to preach on your channel? I'm going to add some laws. And I will. You can't preach on this, you can't preach on this, you can't preach on this. The, the message is going to be 28 minutes and it's going to this, this, there's going to be some laws. And if you want to say, Bertie, if I want to teach at, at, at a great university in South Africa, what then? I'm going to add even more laws. And that's the way it works in this world. And then what happened is, what we've taken is the knowledge of the laws that I've added if you want to broadcast on my channel or whatever degree of responsibility you want to carry in this world and we've made that, those laws, our salvation laws which says this makes you righteous before God. It's not true. You are all, you're, The only thing that makes you righteous before God is Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now I'm going to say something that's going to be shocking maybe to some of you. Um, I've listened to something on the internet and I've also uh, placed that um, in the on-demand part. And this guy said this, says this way and I want to repeat him. They asked him a question in front of people. They said, now what about gays? Can you, have, can you be a Christian and be gay? And he answered them this way. He said, listen, for, what does the Bible say what must you do to receive the gift of Jesus Christ? Believe on Jesus. That's it. Then if you want to go to a church, that church is going to have some rules there. They say, we want to be a, 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 a church, a body where there's fellowship and unity where we portray the effect of true belief in Christ, which is holiness in this ways. And they will have their set of rules. What it means is, you're going to be able to be a Christian, but you will not be able to be part of a church. That's what it says. Because those laws will disqualify you. And that's the way it's going to be. It's just simply the way it's going to be. But there's deliverance for you as well, you know, from being homosexual or whatever it is. But that answers questions. And so many times we've gone and we've disqualified people through our church laws. And our ministry laws, which is supposed to be there. If I've got a ministry and, and I say, listen, you can broad, broadcast here for a donation of any amount and this thing is growing, you will find a hundred people asking you to broadcast a month. And all people don't preach grace. So we will say, listen, we want to listen to your messages. We listen to two of them. We say, listen, you don't qualify to preach here. But it doesn't say that you're not the righteousness of God. It just says that what you preach is not what we believe in. That's all. It doesn't change anything about who you are. And I want to say to you, maybe you've got hurt in church before. Maybe you, you listen to this for, for the very first time and you are sitting with so much hurt for the pastor abused you and just used your money and after you didn't have any more money he chased you and didn't care anything about you out of church. Or you were so good in, uh, and, and you did everything, served faithfully for 20 years and the first time you went through bankruptcy or you got divorced or something like that happened, you were rejected and thrown out and now you hurt. I want to tell you something, don't have your mind, let me, this is a beautiful way of saying it. I said, your mind is not, your life is not hidden in Christ. Oh, your life is not hidden in the bank. Your life is not hidden in the car you drive. The same way your life is not hidden in the church. Your life is not hidden in the approval of your pastor. Or the evangelist or me. Your life is hidden in the very words that flows from the mouth of God. 
and he says in Ephesians 3 Ephesians 1 verses 1 to 3 he says there blessed well spoken of is the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has spoken well of us with a most eloquent speech in Christ Jesus that is where your life is that is the, the, the mindset that comes from Colossians and, the, and, the, and Paul the Apostle. It's that mindset that makes a man sing in jail. It's that mindset that makes somebody say, I'm content, but he's got nothing, he's dying of hunger. I don't say that I don't want finances and to prosper. But there's a greater joy. There's a much greater joy to experience the nature of God, which is called contentment, than having all the money in the world. Hallelujah. There's something in, 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 in saying that in this world I don't see everything okay. But there's something that's inside me that brings forth a joy and a life that shines out of my eyes. That everybody that is prosperous and wealthy that's got it made in this world desires. Hallelujah. And that comes from the knowledge. And this is what it says. And we have put on the new man which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created, created him, where there is neither Greek nor Jew. If you're not in this mindset, you will still be in Jewish things, and Jerusalem, and you know, this is this nation, that nation, that we see so many times on television these days. Just a waste of airtime. Number 12. It says, Put on therefore as elect of God, holy and beloved bowels of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, Meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another and forgiving one another. So what he's saying here is, he says, uh, um, it, it says, put on therefore as elect, that word elect there is, the favorites of God. The favored of God. you God's favorite person. As those that has been favored of God, that has received all these new things. Put on these things. How do we put it on? The way I believe we put it on is not by trying to do it. It's by adding to what we adding to our list that says we've been set free from these things and these things we have been given for free. And I will read it this way. It is saying, set your affection, set your mind, be of the same mind of what is already in heaven. For you are already dead and you have your life is hid with Christ. Therefore, you've been set free of fornication, all these bad things. Things like anger and wrath and malice and all those things. And as you have got knowledge about this new man, you find this new image. And what you can add to your life on that list that says, um, this has been added to me for free, is things like, holy and beloved bowels, mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearance of each other, forgiveness towards each other, not fighting with each other. Above all these things, I'm even clothed now, and what's been added to me is, is love, which is the bond of perfection. And the peace of God rules in my heart. The fact that God has got peace with me, that's what rules in my heart. And nothing is going to come and say that God does not have peace. God, the, the fact that God has got peace with me rules in my heart. So any doctrine, any teaching that says that God is not at peace with me, God rules against that and it's cast out. Hallelujah. I feel a, a pain in my ankle. Oh well, I don't know. God is not 100% at peace with you. That's why this... Out in Jesus' name. Let the word of Christ, not the word of man, not your word on how you must do five things to be blessed of God. Not that, the word of Christ. Now what is the word of Christ? 
The word of Christ is the word that is in Christ where he is seated at the right hand of God. The most eloquent speech that could ever be spoken in Christ towards you. He says, let that word dwell in you richly in all wisdom, in all teaching. In other words, all wisdom means applied to every area of your life. In all wisdom, in all teaching, in all admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace, which is this word, in your hearts to the Lord. <laughs> oh man! You know these days what I see and, and, and we've been taken so captive by this. We sing not with grace in our hearts, a revelation of grace, the word of Christ indwelling us richly unto God. We sing with a need for a miracle or a need for a financial breakthrough or a need to please God in our hearts. Uh, a need to see the manifested glory of God. That's what we sing with. We don't sing. People don't sing with a thing that says, Oh, I sing with grace. With a mindset that the fullness of God indwells me. I'm seated with Him. And I have added to what I've been clothed with. And I've discovered more in my life that I can just sink into. That's what the word put on there means. Put on uh, um, these things. It says... Above all, it, it put on. What do we put on? Bells of mercy. That put on is not, I'm getting clothed with it. That put on means sink into it. Just add it to you. That is also, that's another thing that you can see what is in Christ. That's already been added to you. What has been added? Beloved, bells of mercy. Be merciful to people. Kindness. Humbleness of mind. Meekness. Long-suffering. Oh, hallelujah. Isn't that so so awesome. Let's go to Mark 11. Mark 11. I like what Francois says. He says, Paul was happy in jail because his success was not measured by the size of his cell. <laughs> but by the size of the revelation that indwelled him. You know, so many times we like people in jail. And the one says, you know what? My cell is three by three foot. The other one says, mine is three and a half by four foot. In jail. But his joy was measured by the greatness of the God that indwells him. Therefore, you know, the Apostle Paul, to me, and according to me, beside Jesus Christ, he is the Apostle with the greatest influence in the body of Christ until today. And 80% of all he did, he did out of jail. He had to write to Timothy and he had to write to the churches and say, don't be ashamed of my bonds. Saying, my leader, he is a strong fool. Oh? He's an inmate. My leader is in jail. For what he believes. And I want to come and bring that belief to you guys now. But the government locks him up for that. He was sitting with, he had, he had nakedness in that jail. They would undress them and let them lie there naked on a stone floor. They never washed for months. There's no toilets. That's where the Apostle Paul was. One of the greatest men, or, or, or one of the men that had the greatest writings ever. If he had to be measured, by today's standard of church. He would, not, he would not even be in camp. They would say, he's there because of his rebellion. He must have done something wrong. People would have come and counseled Paul on five ways to get rid of your sin. And given him ten ways in how to compromise the gospel of Christ. 
And I said it last Sunday, and I want to say it again. When, when you read Acts 21, Paul came to Jerusalem, and when he came to Jerusalem, he said clearly, and he testified of what he did amongst the Gentiles. And after he testified, they lift up their hands, and they said, uh, they thanked God, and they said to Paul, look how many people has come to the faith, and they all, all of them, all of them, are still serving the law. They are zealous of the law. So how did Paul... You know what that means if you had to make your calculations? Here was the church. Listen to how Paul felt and how he had a feel. The, the twelve apostles of Jesus Christ, or the eleven then, they were in Jerusalem. They started the mother of all churches. If you want to call it that way. They were the people that walked with Christ that saw it all. Surely, they had to have more truth than the Apostle Paul. And here Paul was. He didn't refer to flesh and blood. But he went to Arabia and he preached the gospel. And Jesus shared with him. And then he came back to see, is this gospel that I preach right? And what he saw there was, these people agree with what I say, but they don't do what I believe. And all of those, including James, John, all those people, all that were there, were still zealous of the law, which Paul said was not needed anymore. Don't you think that he had to feel a little bit lonely? Don't you think that thoughts of, am I really correct? For it seems to me as if I am the only person on this planet believing what I am believing. But I thank God for the grace that was bestowed upon the Apostle Paul. For he rightfully said that I am the least of all the Apostles, but I have labored more than them all because of the grace that indwells me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to just make this applicable to my own life. If I, for the rest of my life, sit and preach in front of this camera and stuff gets archived, and saved on the internet. And there's only one viewer. I don't care. I don't care. Because from this studio. I believe. That I am just like the Apostle Paul. Amen. Preaching the gospel of God's grace. Not compromising. I want to say this one thing to you. On Grace Stream Television. By the grace of God. We're not going to compromise. We're going to preach the truth about finances. We're going to be the, preach the truth about immortality. We're going to preach the truth about God, how God feels about you. We're going to be, preach the truth about where you are seated in Christ. Amen. If, if it's only me broadcasting here, glory to the Almighty God. There's one man preaching the gospel worldwide. Amen. And the truth of God. Amen. And that is what God has got for you. I am refusing to see my life hidden in how many hits we've got on the website. We've got many, but I'm not going to find my life there. I refuse to see my life in how many people stand up out of wheelchairs. Foolishness! It's baloney! It's rubbish! It does not even belong in the heart of a Christian. For it's not in the heart of God. What's in the heart of God is our life is hidden in Christ and whatsoever is written behind the name of God is written in my very spiritual DNA and it will be written in my physical body's DNA at the return of Jesus. And I don't care if people say my life is not hidden in Christ. I tell you, wait until Jesus comes and I'll show you in my body. And Paul said clearly, he said, I don't want to know the law. I don't want to know works righteousness. I don't want to know this thing of, you know, 20 people got healed of AIDS. Therefore, I am now a very blessed man of God. I don't want to know those teachings. Lest... Listen to this warning. Lest I am not part of the resurrection of the dead. 
Now that is something to think about. He says, lest I miss it all. Let's fear. Lest we enter not into the rest of God. So what I'm saying by that is, <laughs> focus so much. Set your affection. Set your affection. Have your opinion of yourself. Be of the same mind as what God is of Jesus. And only that. In Jesus' name. Amen. And I want to tell you, as you are mindful of that, you'll find healing in your body. You'll find prosperity in your finances. But greater than that... (laughs) Even if you don't find any prosperity in your finances. Even if you don't find any of those things. God's love is towards you. God cares for you all the time. God cares for you all the time. Amen. Isn't that so, so awesome? I want to read one psalm. Psalm 23. Read this and just hear the heart of God. It says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. As though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your star comforts me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. And this is the one that I want to read to you. It says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Isn't that awesome? And that's God's word towards you. So as you go out, be mindful of Christ. Your life is hidden in Christ. In Jesus' mighty name. Now we're going to play out with a song and I would like you to listen to this. If you want to hear more of, um, more of the, the messages of Louis Giglio, it's under the on-demand part. Um, and we've put some other stuff there as well. You are free to go and watch it. Please watch it. Listen to it. It will really impact your life. I want to thank everybody that sponsors this ministry financially. I want to thank everybody that just sponsors, uh, that, that, that encourages us um, through just SMSs and emails and telephone calls. It is so wonderful to see the effect of the Word of God. It's like Paul said. He said, you know, when I hear from you, your joy is my joy. When I see the joy of Christ in you, I've got the joy of Christ, but when I see the joy of Christ in you, my joy is made complete. Hallelujah. Isn't that awesome? So when I hear and I see and all the testimonies that we hear and see, it is really touching the lives of so many people, this message, and it touches my life when I see what is done for you. So thank you for all those people that that correspond and just write on the chat and send emails and all those type of things. You are the blessed of God. Thank you and just enjoy the song as it plays out.